Welcome back to the Electric Senga. Folks, it's been a while. I'm sure you've been desperate for some sweet, sweet ear candy. Man, I've missed you guys. Life's been busy, but here we are bringing my voice to your ears. Well, today I had a buddy of mine, Big Block. He is um, a fitness monster, constantly on his IG page, throwing around kettlebells and maces. Man, what a dude. He is um, completely covered um, in tattoos. He has a full Japanese bodysuit. It's it's insane. We talked a little bit about the end. We talked about uh, fitness, kettlebells, functional strength, intermittent fasting, carnivore diet, keto diet, um, his, just his journey through fitness, a lot of uh, wisdom we threw around from icons like David Goggins. He's worked, um, Big Blocks worked alongside uh, Chris Bell from Bigger, Faster, Stronger. A lot of you guys may have heard of him. Um, he's been certified by one of the front runners in Maces. Man, what an honor to get to sit down and talk to talk to um, Mr. Big Block. Incredible, incredible human being. Guys, um, I've missed you, and I'm, I'm sorry I've been away for so long. And the spaceship is back. It's landed. It's here. It's transmitting signals through the airwaves as we speak. And let's go ahead and jump right into it, folks. Hey, good to be back. Let's go. People do stupid shit. Yeah. So, like, man, I can't even imagine why. Why did he pull your gun? Like, what was the what was the scenario? He was trying to hit on a girl, and the mm. and, uh, the the girl's boyfriend was there, and the boyfriend told him, "Hey, man, that's my girlfriend. You're alone." Yeah. So I guess this guy thinks he's all like this short, really buff guy. Mm-hmm. Like grabs the the other guy's all skinny, so he grabs the skinny guy by the throat. So when I walked into the bar, they told me they that. The little guy grabbed the guy, the skinny guy by the throat. So I was like, "Hey, man, come on, let's go." They were like, mm-hmm. "Look, look, let's like, like, let's let's go outside and talk it. Let's talk it out, man. Let's see what happens." Like, I'm not kicking you out. Let's just go outside and talk. And he was like, "Okay," but mm-hmm. he like turns around and looks at me like right in the eyes and boom, with his right hand, he just reaches oh. down and grabs my gun, bro. I was like, "What the fuck are you doing?" And I just <laughs> like instantly grabbed his arm and like bend it. Like I had his wrist like bent back. And then I not today. Took him out the door, put him on the ground. Like, don't ever fucking grab my gun, man. Like, don't man. ever fucking do that. Like, you know, I could have you arrested for that. Like, yeah, I could have shot you if I wanted to for that. Yeah, like, don't do that. Don't ever do that. He was like, "Come on, man, it's just a joke." How is that a fucking joke, man? That's not a joke. You're getting kicked out of a yeah, bar, exactly. and like, come yeah. on. How often do you have to yeah, deal with stuff like that? Yeah, yeah, all the time, man. Really? Time. Is it exciting though? Like, I a little bit. Uh. Dude, we've, I've been doing it so long. I'm 44 years old. I've been working at bars since I was 19. Mm-hmm. So, I the first bar I ever worked at was when I was in Stephenville for college. Like this town called Stephenville, Texas. Mm-hmm. And uh, I, I went to Tarleton State, and uh, this I played flag football with these guys because my first year I didn't play. Yeah. So these guys were like, "Hey, man, you don't want a job?" I'm like, "Oh, sure. Like, I ain't mm-hmm. got shit to do, man." 
Mm-hmm. They were like, you're a big dude, man. You should be a bouncer at our bar. They pay them good. Mm-hmm. I'm like, yeah, man. Like, he goes, have you ever bounced? He goes, you know how to fight? I'm like, yeah. Like, <laughs> yeah, like so in Stephenville, there's this huge, in Stephenville, first and foremost, it's a dry county. Yeah. So outside of Stephenville, there's literally a city limit sign and the bar is called City Limit. It's right at the, mm. and it's huge, man. Like Clinton Black and Willie Nelson, a bunch of people yeah. there. Yeah. So cool. like they're like uh, right into the fire, man. Like 19 years old with all these cowboys fighting over anything, like <laughs> literally fighting over like, yeah, man, like these dudes would fight like oh. Uh, that's not a way to talk to a lady and like boom, yeah. boom, they just start fighting, dude. Like it was, it was pretty rowdy. So yeah. when I came, when I started working at other bars, I'm like, man, this ain't shit compared <laughs> to when I was younger. So little by little, like, man, like honestly, man, we've seen, I've seen it all. Mm-hmm. I worked at strip clubs. I worked at, so you run, you see gang members. And then yeah. here in Laredo, we have cartels. Mm-hmm. So you see all the, all that backflow from Mexico come here and they're like, hey, I'm from this and that. And they're like, okay, man, just call it like, yeah. You don't want to go to jail for a fight. Yeah. And that's, that's, go to, that's nuts. Yeah, yeah. I've seen it. I've seen it. I don't really go out. Um, well, obviously not with COVID now, but yeah. I've, I've, I kind of stopped going out to bars a while back. I might uh, occasionally go out and grab a beer or something. But I remember yeah. when I was younger, when I first joined the military, going out and seeing all that craziness. So I can only imagine doing that every weekend <laughs> oh yeah no dude we have people that i will see the same people four times in a row yeah at bars like regulars man, you have shit to like where do you get all that money man like yeah how do you spend all like they have to be blowing at least a hundred plus dollars a night yeah because the bars i work in it's not cheap you know mm-hmm. so yeah I'm like man these guys and plus now at bars here in Texas, the loophole for the bars is that they have to have a restaurant. Yeah, they have to. Serve like it's food. not a it's not a bar; it's a restaurant. Yeah. So they have you have to you have to buy food too. Mm-hmm. So like you can't just drink; you have to buy something yeah. to eat. So I'm like, man, you're spending a shitload of money just fucking yeah. like just man, to get like, fu- people fucked are up. Weird, man. <laughs> oh yeah, and trust me, here in Laredo, we get <clears throat> a while back what it was last year. Mm-hmm. I as a as a matter of fact, what, there was a a couple we get the most the thing you get the most is just couples fighting yeah so you just have to go break it up but as as far as an altercation mm-hmm. that's why they put me at this other bar that i'm working at because they usually my my the, the owner from the company was like hey man i'm gonna dump you over here like because they're having trouble at this bar so yeah i need your help since i know everybody man like yeah i don't need to check their ids because i see people like oh what's up man you have your id with you yeah okay let me check you and patch you down yeah, so I know a bunch. Of, I already know who's who, who mm-hmm. the gangsters are, who everybody is. Mm-hmm. And that that one time I saw this guy and I'm like, man, I've never seen this dude before. Mm-hmm. I'm like, Laredo's a small town. We're like 300,000 people. So it's like yeah. super easy to. So I was like, man, I've never seen this guy before. There's a tall, lanky guy. And he was like mad, uh, mad dogging people. Like he walk around like and his chick and he got he got in a fight. And well, lo and behold, this guy started beating up his girlfriend right outside the bar. Damn. Next thing you know, like I put him down on the ground. I, he didn't want to comply. I gave him my ear slap, stuff mm-hmm. like that. He goes, I handcuff him. Next thing you know, like I'm a marine. I'm oh a my marine. god! I'm like dude, dude, you can't beat up the girls either, bro. Like dude, come, uh, <laughs> yeah. That's that's I, I like I'm I, the first guy. Like if you give me your ID, it's yeah. his veteran. I'm the first guy to tell you, 
hey, thank you for your service. I'm the first yeah, guy to yeah. say that. Or if you show me your ID from the military, I'm like, I'm the first guy to do that. Yeah. But man, like, like some dude, like the military, some like the military guys can get mm -hmm. crazy sometimes. Huh? Oh yeah, of course. Like, um, tell people all the time, like, um, nothing's really changed from any of the past wars or anything. Our military people are crazy. <laughs> this oh yeah. Matter how much we advance as a civilization, army guys, I, I see it all the time. It's, it's a special kind of person to be in the military, man. Yeah, man. You it can't does. just be just anybody to be in the military. You, if you you can go out and have a good time, but like I I, I have a distaste when I hear guys like use that as like something yeah, oh. something like oh i'm i'm army or i'm i'm a marine and it's like dude like come on <laughs> like like you, yeah, you like, can't just act up just because you know exactly yeah exactly we get guy we get that all the time too man at bars hey man you're kicking me out i'm a veteran like brother like you can't do what you did man yeah like exactly. i understand you're a veteran and with all due respect like i understand this and that like but you can't mm -hmm. do that man yeah, you, you break the rules, you break the law. That's what you get, man. Yeah, for sure. And and then in, in our in the we're, in our company we work, we have we have a we used to now they moved on to because they reenlisted. We had mm -hmm. two guys that were ex, they were Marines, and one of them reenlisted, and he they're gonna send them off to Georgia. Mm -hmm. And that guy is nuts, man. That guy didn't give a shit. Like he'll like he like that guy. Hey, jump in that fight, okay? Yeah, he's that guy. And the <laughs> other dudes would be like, yeah, let. You know what? Fuck him. They just shoot him first. Like he's like that Jesus. kind of guy. But <laughs> then we have a guy that was that that he retired from the military after like fifteen years or fourteen years. And this guy was in like like the movie. He, he the, when I met him, he was like, "Have you ever seen that movie Black Hawk Down?" I'm like, "Yeah, I was in a Black Hawk shooting people, and I got mm. shot three times in the chest." <laughs> I'm like, yeah. "Oh shit!" Like, was that was that the was that the guy you were telling me about last time we talked? You, I, I think you yeah. mentioned something about Black Black Hawk. Yeah, I have Down. I have the greatest respect for that dude, man. Like that guy literally like took three rounds to the chest for our country, man. That's, you know what I mean? Like, yeah, yeah. That guy, he, and then he, he fought for like two or three days, man, without even going yeah. back. Then he, he wow. was like, man, you know what? My chest, my body hurts. Yeah. Thing, you know, he takes off his flak jacket and he's all bruised up and yeah. you're like, I think something's wrong. Like, you know what I mean? Man, that's yeah, crazy. That guy's a bad motherfucker, man. That's, that's crazy, man. That's, yeah. that's insane. Yeah. It's, yeah. It's a different life, and um, especially for those that have had to deploy to combat and stuff like that, they uh, yeah. they, they can go off the rocker too when you get a few drinks in them. Oh and, yeah, no, dude. Yeah. Here, here we have this guy I, that I met, and I'm really good friends with his nephew. And this guy, it was a master sergeant for the Marines, and he was in Fallujah and everything. Mm -hmm. And he retired after he was like, "I wanted to serve. I wanted to do my 25, 30 years." He goes, "But yeah, I couldn't take it, man." Like mm -hmm. 22 years was, he goes, I saw so much shit and like yeah. my brain and he goes, you know what? And then when he had some time off, he got his wife pregnant. So he wanted to come back to see his daughter. And then he yeah. had his daughters that he hadn't seen in years and so forth. And like, he goes, no, nah, man, I just, I was like, you know what? I need to change. But this, that guy has that hundred mile stare, bro. Like you talk yeah. to him and he's like, he's like, are you all right, bro? No, no. Yeah, I'm good. But that mm -hmm. guy does cool things, man. He gets a, he goes to like retreats and takes like uh veterans and like just to like go talk and like yeah. they go to this huge ranch and just chill, barbecue and talk. You know, like we don't take any alcohol, nothing. We just sit down, talk and talk it out, and, like de-stress, yeah. which I think is a great thing, man. Yeah, he, for sure. He, man, that guy's out. He's a, he's a born leader, so he mm -hmm. does that, man. Like so, yeah.
No, yeah. man, I always tell that I'm the first guy to give military guys respect because it's not easy, man. And I know it, man. Not everybody, mm -hmm. everybody talks shit about them, but they don't mm -hmm. have the balls to do what you guys do, you know? Yeah, it's it's tough for sure. And um, like when I first came in, it was it was a different different military than the one I'm in now for um, for sure. And it's changed so much. And I've seen I've seen a lot of guys when I first came in, they were, you know, uh, veterans of war and stuff like that. NCOs wanting to get out because the military changes so much and it, it takes a lot of time from you, a lot of time away from family yeah. and puts you in very stressful places away from family. And, you know, that, that takes not just a toll on the service member, but a toll on the family. And I think and, with and all the, the changes, the people don't realize that, that that's what you chose to do and you yeah. know, the risk and you know, everything. Yeah. People, I tell people, man, respect them, man. They like, and you know how nowadays everybody like, nah, the military is just, uh, the strong hand for the government so they can control the country dude yeah like you have everything you have right now because of them mm -hmm. like there's yeah. so many people that died and they gave up every luxury and every fucking good thing they had in their life just to be in the military yeah and and you're just sitting back at home talking shit yeah it's easy to do that <laughs> i can yeah. imagine easy to sit back yeah. and criticize everybody out there on the front lines but then when if you ever get to interact or be in service it's it's totally different thing yeah I, I perceive it to be in the bars you get to meet a lot of military people so that's why yeah so and plus all my uncles were in the military so you get to know them i didn't go to the military because mm -hmm. i played football mm -hmm. but like i don't know man like people out there just nowadays it's a weird it's a weird time nowadays yeah really definitely definitely it's uh like i was saying too like the army's changed a lot since i've been in i joined in 2011 and it's a completely different military from so many aspects. Like I could just go on about it, but yeah, um, a friend of mine said that when he's an older man, he's like sixty years old. He was like, "Man, when I was in the military, we used to run in boots." Yeah, uh, and toward, he goes towards the end. Now they got tennis shoes. He goes, you know how hard it was. You know how yeah. hard it was to run in tennis shoes. He goes, "I hadn't worn tennis shoes in years." He goes, <laughs> like he goes, like I hurt my feet. Like, like he was like. Oh, like I think it's time to retire. <laughs> like, yeah, he goes. We can't now. They give us tennis shoes. They won't rush us to eat anymore and everything. Like yeah, yeah. it's different now. Yeah, yeah, like I didn't experience a lot of that at all when I came in. But I, I was just telling a buddy he just joined, and I was telling him about like when they used to rush us through the chow lines through boot camp, yeah. and I was like, like, because my wife was making a joke how I'm a messy eater and stuff. And I was like, dude, like once I joined the army, it got worse because it was like, hey, you got five minutes to eat. <laughs> That's just shoveling stuff down my throat just to, you know, have some <laughs> yeah, substance. My ex boss, he was, he was in the army and he would go like that. I hope he was like, can I have uh, biscuits and gravy, uh, four sunny side eggs, sausage, bacon? And he goes, <laughs> and can you bring me some Cholula? And they would bring it, and he would just dump it all together, yeah. smash it, like yeah. mix it up, and boom, 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 boom. <laughs> like, okay, and we're like, dude, you're done? He goes, yep. He goes, like, we have shit to do, let's go. Him, like 20 years ago, he goes, yeah, but this is the way I, he, he would eat like that every fucking time. He would get a steak, <laughs> cut the steak up, smash the potatoes, mix it all up, and then eat it. Like, man, yep. he goes, you get done faster that way. You're like, okay, sir, I, I believe you. <laughs> and oh, he was yeah. like a 50... He was in his 50s, you know, like, he would still, he was like, it's a hard habit to me. He goes, I still wake up at 4 a.m., 5 a.m. in the morning. Like, Yep. Yeah, some of those things are, and they're great practices, too. Like, I know you listen to, like, David Goggins, and yes. have, have you heard of Jocko? 
Jocko, yeah, Jocko, man, he's he's a beast. He like he's a posts, bad motherfucker. Yeah, he's yeah. a bad motherfucker. Wakes up at like four in the morning every day, like, and those yeah. are like great. Sometimes, no, he wakes up at three a.m. Yeah, he yeah. wakes up at three a.m. and starts workout by four a.m. Yeah, and, that guy, and he does that every single day. Yeah, yeah. Like, he doesn't believe in like a rest day. Yeah, and his philosophy is is like, and it makes a lot of sense, especially when you're talking about fighting like in a war environment. Like you're up an hour before the enemy, you know, you're up before the enemy, or and and that transfers over to like civilian life. Like, hey, if I get up, I'm I have a head up on everyone else. So when everybody's like groggy waking up for work, I've been up for an hour already getting it. So my mind is fresh and ready. I'm ready and I'm good to go. Yeah. Yep. And then he works out every day because he says, you know what. I'm training my enemies probably not. So I'm better than my enemy already. Exactly. Like he, everything he does is because he goes, it's about like defending himself or mm-hmm. something. Always. Yep. I respect yep. that. Yep. That's why he says like, that's why he, he his bet. My favorite line that he says is discipline is freedom. Yes. Yes. A hundred percent. And it's true, man. If mm-hmm. you can discipline your diet, if you can discipline your workouts, if you can discipline not getting trashed every weekend. Yes. Dude, life will be so much clearer and yeah. do everything so much better. For sure. Like for people sure. say, ah, oh, I don't have time to do that. I'm tired. Mm-hmm. Well, do it. If you don't do it, it's never going to get done. Like, exactly. You know? Like this guy and, and totally, totally love Jocko. Yeah. Yeah. There's uh, there's two things there. The the one about um, discipline equals freedom. Like one, like discipline, when you hear the word, I think a lot of people have like a negative, like, thought to it like oh i gotta discipline my kids or i'm I'm disciplining authority thing yeah it's like an authority thing exactly and but in reality it's like the thing that will free up so much of your life in so many different ways oh yeah and and like and like you said everybody thinks discipline is a bad thing and it's not man no like it's literally not like like he talks like discipline literally means instead of waking up at 7 a.m wake up at 6 a.m yes uh instead mm-hmm. of eating five tacos eat two tacos like literally yep. it's like nothing like mm-hmm. it's like little things in life that you can change just by yeah. listening to what he says another of my favorite things is like fuck motivation i love that because <laughs> i'm a it's true yeah. man like there's a lot of hype men out there speedy. yep yeah, yeah. there's man, a lo- man, there's I- so many hype men especially on social media but like the problem is is like action is key right so like if you oh, you can be motivated as fuck but if you're not yeah. like if you're not taking action then it literally is like you said fleeting like a lot I, like one of the biggest questions i get like hey hey blocker what motivates you I'm like nothing motivates me man yeah i do it because i don't want to fucking die yeah i want to fucking be healthy i want to be able to do shit and mm-hmm. I call that that's where the discipline comes in. It, it's yeah. basically a little bit of discipline. And I'm not, I'm not, I'm not, I'm, I'm the first one to say I'm not the most disciplined person in the world. Like mm-hmm. I could do things better, mm-hmm. but little by little, I change those things. But I'm not the person like, no, okay, come on, baby. It's the first, let, let's work out. Like, fuck yeah. that, man. Dude, I don't even listen to music when I work out. Mm. Like I like, yeah. I work out in the living room outside, not a fucking sound. Mm-hmm. I and to me that's the best way to do it because nothing like even the music will distract you if you think mm-hmm. about it yeah like for sure because you'll start singing a song or something so I'd rather just be focused on what I gotta do yeah. and do it that's it it's, it's like, like a I meditation I, I don't believe in wasting yeah do it totally I I think that's like uh who I don't I don't know who said it uh like they say meditation's impossible nowadays oh Mark mm-hmm. Wildman 
Mm. And it's true, man. He goes, back in the day, there was no electronics. There was no yeah. AC. There was nothing. Now, if you sit in your living room and try to meditate, you, mm. you hear the AC turn on. Mm. Or you hear something turn on. Alexa turn on. Mm. You hear any little sound. Your dog barking. He goes, back in the day, people meditated because there was nothing to distract them. Now yeah. you have to learn how to do, how to, if you're going to meditate, he goes, you need to just sit down with your eyes open and take everything in. Yeah, goes, and it's, it's becoming just, comfortable with all that sound and everything else yeah, and not exactly. being distracted by it. Exactly, and I and it's true, man. Like, everybody, like, no, oh, I need to find quiet. Like, you're not going to find quiet, man. Yeah. Nowadays, it's, like, almost impossible. Yeah. And it's, and it, oh, man. But, yeah, the, the whole meditation thing, I think that's the best way to look at a workout, man. Yeah, for I, sure. I love it. I didn't even yeah, think about that with the, the listening to music, because when I first started running marathons and training for them, like that was one thing like that wasn't feasible uh, was to carry the phone with the headphones and all that stuff yeah. in, especially when I'm going for like four hours straight, like I yeah. end up having to put that to the side and it's you're all in your head. And it's like about yeah. like your body and your brain is trying to tell you like, Hey, just stop. You're good. You've ran, you've already ran three yeah. miles. You're good. But it's like, no, I'm trying to hit five miles today or yeah. 10 miles. And you have to literally shut in like this meditative yep. state, shut those, those yeah. noises and yeah. You feel all that fucking lactic acid pumping through your legs and everything. Yeah. And you're like, gotta keep going. Gotta keep. Yep. Yeah, man. And even look at Goggins. Goggins never has headphones. Yeah. No. He doesn't even hold the phone. Somebody, no. Somebody else him. is like driving like, next to him. Never like, dude. Yeah. I've heard the funniest stories that he'll get his phone. You're like, oh, I haven't checked my phone in four days. Like yeah. people call his his assistants and stuff. Like, hey man, David, I have a text message from so and so. You haven't answered it. Oh, yeah. okay. Like literally, they say that guy avoids the phone. Like he yeah, avoids he... like talking on the phone, anything. Yeah, he did like a video recently, like about his like online stories. Like, I don't really give a shit about this or something. I like I don't yeah. invest all my time into this. Like, I'm out here fucking killing it or something along those lines. Like, he's yeah. he's like no, in, he, he he's not wasting his time on like social media. He's like, dude, I'm doing something. Yeah, like I might not post everything I do, mm -hmm. but I, and it and I do the same thing. Like, I post mm -hmm. a section of my workout and that's it. Mm -hmm. I don't post. Mm -hmm. My stretching, I don't post my walks. Mm. Like I and TikTok, I had a bunch of people. Hey man, you need to start walking. I'm like, bro, I walk every single day. Mm -hmm. Like mm -hmm. every single day. Mm -hmm. Like no matter how tired I am, how busy a night I had, I walk every single fucking day. And I'm like, I don't have to post everything. Yeah. I don't have to show everybody what I do, man. Like yeah. I just show a snippet, like to like, and I and I and I, and I don't post stuff to like show off or to like look what i'm doing or mm -hmm. anything i do it for myself yeah like like to the point where like oh shit man you know what i need to post a workout because i haven't done yeah. shit today and there's something That's about the that way right I think about there's something yeah. about that right because like if you're if you're getting on on social media to for other people then you're not doing it's it the for accountability you. yeah for sure and that's, that's kind yeah, of what attracted me to your profile first was like, I, I think I was like in the Instagram search and I seen you with all your tattoos and like, holy shit. And then I looked on your profile and like, like clockwork, you have that discipline where you have all your workout routines yeah. every single fucking day. And I'm just yeah. like, man, this guy is on the war path right now. This guy's, yeah. this is what's up. Yeah. That, and, and, and you have to, man, because if you don't hold, hold yourself accountable for anything in life, you're never going to succeed at anything. Mm -hmm, and sure. like, 
like, trust me, man. I was in that side where, nah, I don't give a fuck. I'm not going to do nothing. After I stopped playing semi-pro football, I didn't do shit, man. I didn't, mm-hmm. like, I didn't touch a fucking weight or nothing. I went to, I finished semi-pro football. I went to college. Got married, everything. When I was in college, I gained a shit ton of weight, man. And I, and I had hurt, already hurt my back after semi-pro football. When I was, I used to work at Sam's Club and I fucked up my back. I got, I was driving a forklift and somebody hit my forklift and like, I got like, like it's a stand-up lift. So I got banged back for weird. Mm -hmm. So after that, so I just went to, I was like, you know what? I'm going to go to college. I'm going to get my degree. I went, I got my, I got, I, I'm actually a certified radiology tech. Oh, really? So yeah, like I could take x-rays and stuff. Yeah. But what's it called? When that happened at school, man, I, dude, I was like easy over 600 pounds. Mm-hmm. like six seven hundred pounds and one day i was literally man my clinic i was i was way i had been done like i didn't even have to go to school anymore because i had already done all my elective all everything i had to do all the procedures i had to do i had everything down one day my back just my my legs just gave up man i had this pain on my butt cheek for so long and it wouldn't go away so i started lifting weights but i, I was stupid about it man i would just like I'm gonna put five six hundred pounds on a yeah deadlift bar and just fucking do stupid shit and it mm-hmm. just made it worse. Mm-hmm. So then my back gave out. I couldn't walk for like four months. Literally, man, my toes were like dead. My legs were dead. Mm-hmm. My legs got super skinny. Like literally, I couldn't I couldn't stand up. Like I had to have fucking people wipe my ass. Like mm-hmm. you know what I mean when I took a shit. Like yeah. it was horrible, man. I couldn't even get up to take a piss. Nothing. Till one day I was like, dude, I need to do something about this. <clears throat> yeah. So I would literally just pull a chair and like push myself up. Like I need to get my legs going. And yeah. the doctor told me, you know what? You don't have a crushed disc. What's happening is that you're, since you're so heavy, your muscles in your back are, your ligaments and muscles are real thick and broad and they just crush all the nerves. Like they're crushing your sciatic nerve. Yeah, he goes. Literally, you have a big band of muscle and tendon just smashing your t- your 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 sciatic nerve, and it's and it's what messing with. He goes, you have a little bit of stenosis, but he goes, but everybody has a little bit of stenosis. Like mm-hmm. if you work labor intensive or played sports or military anything, you have a little bit of narrowing in your spine. Mm-hmm. But he goes, but that's not the case. He goes, you just need to lose weight, man. And is uh, that okay? Was that what connected you that to what? Chris Bell? It was around that uh, time? Well, this was like, I started work. I, once I was able to walk, I would walk every day. Then I started lifting weights. And then I was like, you know what? Everybody told him, no, you should do vegan. You should do vegan. Do what I did vegan. Yeah. I lost a ton of weight, but I felt like shit. Yeah. Like, like I literally, I did like for a year and like two months, nine to, yeah, like oh, literally a year. Yeah. So I was like, I felt, I felt horrible every day, man. Like I, I was like, I was hungry all the time mm-hmm. and I would get gout. I don't know if you know what yeah, gout yeah, is. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I would it, get it. Isn't it like a swelling? It's be, yeah, it's like an arthritis. It's like yeah. an acute arthritis. It's an attack and it fucking hurts, man. Like literally a sock, going, the blanket going over your foot makes it hurt. Jeez. Uh, yeah. And you get it on your big toe or your Achilles and it's mm-hmm. fucking hell. And, um, uh, they told me don't eat a lot of meat because that's why you get it. This and that. I was like, man, I fucking went a year eating no fucking meat at all, and I would get it all. I would get it even more. Damn. So, 
I saw this man called Dr. Berger or whatever. He's a keto guy. Yeah. Yeah, Berg or something like that. So I was like, okay, I'm going to try keto. And it worked, man. It started working yeah. out for me. And it's not that hard of a diet because you eat fucking a lot. You don't, well, in his diet, you eat very little meat, but a lot of vegetables. But you yeah. still eat meat and bacon and stuff. Mm-hmm. And I was like, ah, it's okay. And I, and I lost some weight, but like I plateaued after a while. Yeah. And so then that's when I, I would always follow Mark Bell. Uh, and mm-hmm. I would always watch Chris Bell's movies. Mm-hmm. And then when I saw Chris Bell, that they were, well, Mark Bell was talking about the, the carnivore diet. And then Chris Bell started pushing out, like, you know what? I messaged him, hey, fucking, I'm going to shoot my shot, right? Hey, man, mm-hmm. uh, like, I have some, this weight problem. I need some help. Chris Bell, like, literally right away, look, man, okay, I'm, I'll help you. All you need is do wow. bacon, steak, eggs, chicken, cheese, and mm-hmm. water. That's it. Mm-hmm. He goes, he goes, he told me that, uh, What's his name? The guy, uh, oh, I can't remember. He's a bodybuilder. He's the one that used to be a, that they used to be in one of those game shows that the, the American Titans or something like that. Mm. He would, he would, he's, dude, this man's jacked you around. He goes, you know why that guy's jacked you around? He literally, uh, he goes, uh, he literally is on, uh, that diet year around. So he's lean. He's, so I started doing that, man. And it fucking helped. Like instantly you feel great. And plus, you're eating a shitload of steak. And then after a while, you start realizing, like, you know what? I don't need to eat all the time. Mm-hmm. So you had, like, literally, I would wake up, and I'd go, like, five, six hours, and then i have my first meal. And yeah. then i go, like, another five or six hours. So you start doing, like, hours. intermittent fasting? Yeah, without the- even knowing. You know, mm-hmm. you know what I mean? Yeah. And then, and then when I, that's when I would work out at night. I would eat, like, at six, like, Four o'clock in the afternoon, six o'clock in the mm-hmm. afternoon, mm-hmm. then ten, and then mm-hmm. I would eat any time in between, and I would work out, fasted, and everything, and I feel mm-hmm. fucking great. Yeah, you just feel the blood moving better and everything. Mm-hmm. And uh, dude, next thing you know, like literally, like after 180 days, I did literally 180 days without cheating. Yeah, and that day, my my mother-in-law got diagnosed. She, she had been she's been fighting cancer for like the last five seven years. I wanted to take her to San Antonio. We found out and we talked to her and she said like, Oh, I'm positive. I like, I got cancer again. So we're like, fuck this. Let's go eat. We're going to eat. And I told Chris, Hey man, I'm going to cheat. He goes, do it, man. I'm glad you're going to cheat. Cause it's kind of like, sometimes when people tell me they don't cheat, I kind of think they're cheap. They're lying. No, man. Yeah. I'm going to cheat right now. I eat yeah. fried pickles, everything. It fucking okay. made me sick. Everything. <laughs> but you know what? That diet works so well. It's just, it's just hard to maintain, especially like I still eat as much meat as possible. Yeah. I avoid carbs. Yeah. The sugars and shit like that. Mm-hmm. It's just hard for me right now because of the whole COVID thing. Yeah. Like I was, I didn't have work for a while, shit like that. So yeah, literally instead of making my own food, now I just make food for everybody. Mm-hmm. But I tried like, hey, we're gonna eat this today. They're like, oh, okay, like mm-hmm. it's that steak and peppers or like. Mm-hmm chicken chicken and broccoli mm-hmm. like i always still try and i i love veggies man i love my veggies too so i still mm-hmm. so i kind of do it like a you know who brandon lily is i don't think so he used to he he used to be this fucking well he's still a bad motherfucker he's a he's a power lifter he was a power lifter okay. <clears throat> and one day he blew like he was squatting and both knees blew out man damn yeah, his knees like it ended. It's pretty much ended his career. This guy came back, barely could walk. He had so many surgeries because he like he, he wasn't healing. 
And this guy was like a 306 pound weight class. Mm-hmm. And and he just he he just like, you know what? Fuck this, man. He got now he's lean as fuck mm-hmm. because he says eat twice a day. Mm-hmm. Eat eat peppers, eat veggies, whatever, but don't mm-hmm. eat no start. He goes. And on the week, and you have two days. One day is your cheat meal, and one day you can have starches. But mm-hmm. earn your starches. And he always says it's okay to eat a starch, a potato stuff, but earn it. Like make sure you yeah. work for it. Yeah. And then, like to me, that's the perfect diet. Like you can still eat your vegetables. You can still, but just make sure you work hard if you're gonna eat potatoes. And like, dude, like uh, what? Like yesterday, we ate. I ate rice. Mm-hmm. And like. When when you're in a diet where you don't eat nothing like that, you eat rice and you're like, oh my god, yeah, like I feel per. And the to me, the carnivore diet is excellent, mm-hmm. but you have to maintain high intake of salt. Yeah, because on the carnivore carbs help you maintain water in your body. Yeah, so when you have zero carbs in your body, you're literally gotta be pounding water all yeah. day long. Yeah, like it's hard, man. And that's one of the things that I didn't like so much. Yeah. You know so I mean? I'm on. so that's why I'll, I'll still think out. So what I do now, I'll eat meat, 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 and then I'll throw carb in there like once or two or three times a week. Yeah. But I still make sure I throw carbs in there, you know? Yeah. So I'm on the, I'm on the keto diet right now. And what me and my wife will do is we'll, um, we'll every like couple of weeks, few weeks, we'll do uh beef and butter fast where all okay. we'll eat is like straight steak and beef will enter will fast up until around like one two o'clock and then from there we'll have like a bowl of beef uh ground beef and then we'll yeah. season it up with like salt garlic um pepper or just whatever seasoning we can and then yeah. at night just have a steak <laughs> and the first day it's like okay this is good but once you get into like day three it's like oh man it's tough it and is like Dude, I, I love to eat, man. That there's a reason why I'm fat, cause like, and I'm a good cook too. So like, oh man, like that's, that's, like, that's it. Like here, it's the worst. Yeah, like yeah. the other day, my wife was like, "Hey, hey, can you make chicken cordon blue? Like yep. the cheese sauce and everything." Yep. Like, uh, I'm like, okay, I'm gonna have to walk like a, like an hour today. <laughs> yeah, you have, have to plan have out like, okay, how am I gonna yeah. earn this? <laughs> and then I made it, dude. Yep. And literally, my brain told me, like, I. You have to beat a chicken breast, right? And it's big, it's huge. And you put like half a chicken. I literally ate like a third of it. Oh, like that's it. That's all. <laughs> like, yeah. there's no need for me to eat. Like, like, and then my brain is like, okay, this is fucking 500 calories right there. That's like 600 calories right there. Yeah. That's like seven. Oh man, I'm like at 3,000, 4,000 calories. Yeah. Meal. Yeah, I'm gonna stop right here. <laughs> like my brain already like fucking calculated. And and it's true. The reason you lose weight. In a in a carnivore or a keto diet is because you're removing carbs or even if you yeah. intermittent fast, what yeah. you're doing, you're literally in a caloric deficit. Yeah. So you can still eat good and be in a caloric deficit. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? Yeah, yeah, like, for sure. Especially if I know I'm gonna have a big ass meal, I won't eat. I'll I'll just have that one big ass meal. Yeah. You get me? Yeah. Oh, my wife wants ice cream. You know what? I'm gonna have this meal. I'm not gonna have anything else the rest of the day. I'll mm-hmm. drink some fucking coffee. That's yeah. it. Yeah. And it, yeah. and it works, man. Like people don't realize it. It's so simple that we don't need to eat all fucking, all the fucking time. Yeah. All like cavemen and fucking gladiators and fucking yeah. Roman soldiers and all those. Those yeah. people ate maybe once 
a day, maybe yeah. every other day, maybe mm-hmm. once a week. You didn't know. And like yeah. they survived and they were strong. Yeah. yeah I'm, our body I'm, can fucking work so much without us realizing that we're just taught to eat all the fucking time. You know what I mean? Yeah, for and sure. That's a fucking hard lesson. That, and that's something that we've been brainwashed all our lives since we're little kids. Okay, breakfast is the most important meal of the day. Yeah. Oh, you yeah. have to have your dinner. You have to have this. You have to. And it's bullshit. Yeah. Man. You know what I mean? Yeah. It is. It is. It's weird because, like, I'm glad you mentioned the cavemen and uh, gladiators because I've, I've thought about that for a long time too. Like, I, like it's not like our our bodies, human beings, is just completely evolved to the 21st century where we can just go down the street yeah. and get McDonald's and food yeah. anytime, any, any, anytime. Like you can go get for a dollar, like a, a McChicken. You know, like it's it's so accessible and easy, and it's embedded in our culture. But in reality, you don't need any of that shit. <laughs> like you're, it, we're not meant to be eating as much as we do. Yeah, literally, you just need to eat meat and a, a fruit and vegetable every now and then, and you're good, man. Like, you know yeah. what I mean? Yeah, for like, sure. That's it. Water, a shit ton of water, and fucking a fruit, vegetable. Yeah, that's water. Good protein, that's that's it, man. Yeah, like, water. Water's you can go fuck one. it. There's a guy, there's a, a, t- a thing where a guy went, I don't know how, like a whole year without eating. Yeah. Yeah, I think I've seen that. Like drink like a like an oil, like you drink like a cup of oil mm-hmm. and water every day, and yeah. he lost like fucking like four hundred pounds. Yeah, and I was like, and the man, and he goes, and nothing was wrong with him, and he was like, mm-hmm. it just proves that you don't need to eat. The most important thing is for the body to stay hydrated. Yeah, for sure. You know? I, yes, the man, the man, the man wasn't strong because he. Yeah, he probably lost protein him. intake and so forth. Yeah, but it just. It should show people that, man, you, we don't need to fucking eat, you know? Yeah, especially, like, if you live, like, in any city in the U.S., like, it's, like, life is not how it once was. Like, it used to be rough. You know, oh, you're chopping course. down trees, living out in the wilderness, hunting, and hunting is a whole thing in itself, physical, from the physical aspect, like, having to stalk prey and hunt it and cut oh, it and course. carry it back. Like, that's a workout. That's not just something easily done. No, dude, people, it, like, my wife loves that, uh, Alaska Last Frontier, the yeah, filters. yeah, yeah, yeah. And my wife goes, Man, like these people bust their ass. I'm like, Yeah, mm-hmm. but look at them, mm-hmm. like they might be lean, but they're strong. As, like that, mm-hmm. people, I told her that's a, a 70 year old man had fucking hernia surgery. Mm-hmm. Two weeks later, he's running a fucking half marathon, yeah, right? Like, he ran like a 5k or some shit, yeah. Or like, reason is because he fucking works out every his body's strong, he's yeah, nuts, right. Mm-hmm. And he worked like you work for every single thing you have. Mm-hmm. And like, that's why I understand that we live in the, the modern world and shit like that. But hey, man, work can be like, you know what? I'm going to walk. If I'm going to have a big ass dinner, I'm going to walk a mile before yeah. and maybe have a workout after my dinner. Yeah. Like they're, they're has it to... that way. Or mm-hmm. when you're at work, walk a little instead of walking, taking the elevator, take the stairs. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like little Simple shit, stuff. like little things like that do wonders. Yeah, for sure. It's there's something that has to give at some point because, like, obviously, this isn't sustainable. We have to realize that our bodies have a demand to work out and eat right. And in the modern world, it's what do you do about that? You know, people don't realize how good you feel when you work out, man. Yeah, mentally too. Your your outlook is. It's like it's like I told my my wife. I like my knees are good. Like I don't have knee pain or anything like that. And I can run sprints. She go, I told her, but you know what? I used to play basketball, man. I used to play ceiling basketball. I was like 400 pounds. And I, I, even when I played football, I was 400 pounds. Mm-hmm. I was like, there's no greater feeling than just running. Yeah. Like just yeah. for like 
like I was never the kind of guy that could run two miles, three miles. Mm-hmm. He goes, but when you play a sport and you're just running and having fun, jumping and shit, yeah, there's no greater fear. Like I don't understand why people, like I tell man, these guys are playing basketball and football. They're so lucky that they're able to do that for their money for money. Yeah, you know what I mean. Yeah, and like, and it's it's like people don't realize that, dude. If you just fucking run and jump, you will feel so much better. Just even if you're outdoors, man. Like when I go outside, I'll swing the mace, and I'm like, man, it's a fucking great day. Next thing you know, I'm like a fucking thousand reps in. I'm like, mm-hmm. you just get lost, man. Yeah, and you just feel so good. You feel the sun on your skin and everything. Mm-hmm. And people nowadays, we got. Man, I, I, I think it's just society itself because people, video games and all that shit, yeah. TV. Now you have a billion channels. When I was a kid, there was like fucking thirty channels or something. Yeah, like that. Mm-hmm. there was thirty-eight channels because MTV was the last channel. Yeah, like you even had to get up and change the channel. Like, yeah, like little things like that. Now everything yeah. is like remote control. Now you do it. Control like it's in the palm of your hand. Yeah, we're getting in your pocket everywhere you yeah. go, twenty-four-seven. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, yeah, that's what Joe Rogan says. Like, uh, no, Elon Musk says that we're cyborgs. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because we have our phone is literally attached to us. It's yeah, part of us. It is a part of us. It's weird. It's, it's fucked up. Yeah. Yeah, it's kind of it's fucked up. It's like really cool because yeah. like you can obviously it's cool for them the aspect like this whole thing right here. Like I can connect to you. I would have never known you unless yeah. I had gone down to the radio oh, out to a bar or it's something. It's a great medium to like know meet people, learn stuff, mm-hmm. but. Yeah. People are fucking dependent on it, man. Yes. Like, like, like you, you can't like leave the house nieces, without your phone. And their phone. Yeah. What are you it's saying true. about your niece, niece and nephew? My nieces are like, dude, if their phone doesn't work, they're like fucking crying and going yeah. crazy. Like, I don't know. Yeah, I don't have my phone. I'm gonna go crazy. You're like, yeah. read a fucking book, man. Like, yeah. <laughs> go outside, work out, do something. There's so much. You have badass bikes. Go fucking on a trail, like. Mm-hmm. I told him, man, if I had a bicycle, I would fucking ride my bike everywhere. I don't give a fuck. Yeah. Like, yeah. Like, it's just, like, they don't understand that being outside is so much greater than being stuck in a room. Yeah, for sure. Like, and you're getting I, that vitamin I, D and, you know, yeah. exerting your body. You know what I, one of the things is, I think people got desensitized being stuck looking at screens. Like, you're lo- looking at this fucking 51-inch or 50-inch screen or your fucking 6-inch screen on your phone. Mm-hmm. That people fail to be able to see out the box, like the greater picture. Yeah. Like a scenery. Like, mm-hmm. dude, even if you walk, dude, when I'm walking outside, literally, I, I follow this guy on Instagram. His name's uh, Team Wagon or something like that. Mm-hmm. And he literally, in his walks, he's fucking singing, bro. Yeah. He's like, he's like Elton or anything. Like, he'll sing anything. And he's fucking walking, like, ah, singing, like, out of two and everything. But he's enjoying life. You know yeah. what I mean? He's enjoying what's outside. Mm-hmm. And and dude, I fucking do that. I'll fucking walk. That's probably the only time I really listen to music when I go walking. Mm-hmm. And I'm fucking walking, singing, and my dog walking my dog, and we're just chilling, man. Like I don't mm-hmm. even fucking hear other dogs barking. I'm just like, man, it's a fucking nice day outside. Even mm-hmm. when it's cold, man, we go outside and like, man, it's nice outside. Like I get home and I'm like, oh, that was fucking good, man. Like yeah. I don't even turn on the TV. I just chill, man. Like like I don't know, man. I think it's just like. We got caught up in a little box. People yeah. failed to see the, the bigger picture, like they say. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, that's one of the things I, I love about or still love about the Army is like when we go on uh, our big runs and we call cadence and stuff like that. The shit is so motivating. 
some people don't like oh, it, but I think it's those type of people that are like stuck in their barracks rooms or glued to their cell phones and TVs all the time. But like, that is like, you're like in it and it's, it's, it's tribal in a lot of ways. It's, it's, yeah. it's, it but connects our, you to the universe in a different mind, way. Man. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, that's our exactly. primordial minds. Like, but not everybody's like that, man. Like I, I tell my wife, man, I miss playing football. Mm-hmm. But I don't miss playing football in the aspect like man hitting people scoring touchdowns. Yeah. Like I tell her, I miss the camaraderie. Yeah. I miss the fucking a group of people like we bust our ass all week and then fucking get together and go to war on a field and yep. like we win. We're yep. the kings and we lost. We fucking like it's okay, we lost. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like we're there whether we win or lose, and people don't grasp it's hard to explain it to people. Like you know it because you're in the military, so you mm-hmm. know that. Those guys are your brothers, man. Like you train together, you bust your ass together, you'll fucking cry together, you have fun yeah. together. But when the shit hits the fan, you're gonna be together. You know what I yeah. mean? Yeah, yeah. You and have like, to have the same thing with football, man. Yeah, and people don't see that, man. And to me, that's the oh, that's the fucking. Even when you play organized sports, like just being a, with a group of guys, like dude, this is what it's about, mm-hmm. dude. I didn't. I tell like the most fun I had. I had. I played college football and it was cool, man. And, and like, I tell people, man, when I was in college, I ex- like, I'm, I'm Hispanic. Right. So literally the, one, one of the first times I went to college, I would walk for my, this girl that I was dating the dorm and a black cop would make fun of me. You're like, say, bato, mm-hmm. cholo. Like, you were like, I was like, so one day I was like, yo man, what the fuck do you want? Yeah. He fucking arrested me, bro. He hit me with his cop and arrested me. And what? even in the football team, the black, the black dudes didn't like Mexicans. Like, it was weird, man. So, like, it was hard. Like, it was a weird transition for the camaraderie aspect. Yeah. So in college, literally, it was the offensive line were friends. The running backs were friends. Like, it wasn't a whole team. You know what I mean? Yeah. And then when I played semi-pro football, it was a bunch of local guys. And that was a fucking team. And everybody yeah. was friends. And yeah. that was fucking cool, man. Yeah. When I when I when I felt that, I was like, this is what it's about, man. Yeah. And I was the oldest guy. So, everybody looked up to me. And, like. I was one of the few guys. Well, I was the only one that actually played college football. So they were like, "Dude, what are we gonna do?" And like, so it was so cool, man. We fucking we did. We were a fucking great team. We were like, I was the biggest guy on my team, but we had other. We played teams that were way bigger than us, mm-hmm. and we still fucking whooped their ass, man. And <laughs> it was a, uh, it was just because we were together. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like even in city, like for example, when I we played city league teams, uh. We had a team, it was just buddies, man, that would play together, pick up basketball at the park and shit. Mm-hmm. And we played together every single fucking day. So mm-hmm. when we played in the city league, we were so good because we played together every day. Like, mm-hmm. teams were like, man, how the fuck are these fat guys beating us? Or like, because we played well together. Yeah. Like, you there's know a, what I mean? That's yeah, there's a big thing is. to that. It's a like, team. Yeah. Yeah. When I was, uh, when I went to Korea, like uh, a lot of the NCOs were kind of like at odds with each other. And I like pulled them all together once. Uh, and I told them, I was like, look, we don't have to be like drinking and going out and like be best buddies, but like these soldiers look up to us. Like we are in charge. And if we're on the same page, then they'll get on the same page. If we're on the same team, then they'll start working together as a team. And sure as shit, as soon as yeah. they got that in their little heads, they, things changed dramatically. So when, when everybody's yeah, like meshing well together, it's the team will like, will work very well and fluid together. It's like a fucking well, uh, well-oiled machine, man. Yep, like exactly. I tell everybody, even like, even my boss, I tell him, hey man, you have to remember the team's attitude is a reflection on leadership. Yep, exactly. hundred percent. Do it. 
I was the when I when I was in high school, I had there was this older coach and he told me, Look, blocker, you're the biggest guy on the team. You're the like you you get along with everybody. I'm gonna tell you one thing. If you have a bad day, everybody's gonna have a bad yep. day. Yep. Yep. Like no yep. matter what, he goes, he and I was like, What? He goes, You're a leader, man. And pe- even if you don't wanna be, like you're gonna be the lead, you're gonna be a leader. And mm-hmm. you have to, no matter how shitty your day goes, you can't let them know you're having a shitty day. Yeah. He goes, yeah. He it's goes, a heavy it's responsibility. Up, he goes, yeah. It's it's like he, and I carry that with, and my grandmother would tell me the same thing. Don't let nobody know you're having a bad day because then everybody else is going to have a bad day. Yeah. It's, 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 it's but, toxic a little bit, you know, it's, yeah, it is. It she spreads. Goes, she would tell me, look at, look at your mom. Your mom gets mad if her coffee's too hot. Mm-hmm. And yeah, her day's ruined because she got pissed off. Mm, yeah. Like, yeah. Drink it. Oh, my coffee's a little hot. I'm just going to wait a little while to go mm-hmm. down. That's it. And she goes, That's all she has to do. Mm-hmm. But your mom drinks a coffee, like, Ah, oh, it's too fucking hot. Like, mm-hmm. like, chill out, man. Like, you know what I mean? Like, yeah. And that, and it's true, man. And that's the way we have to look at life. Like, like, trust me, I have my shitty days. And like, I, I feel like saying something, I'm like, you know what? I'm just going to shut the fuck up go to my room or I'm going to take a walk, going to work out and just clear my head in my own way. Yeah. Like I'm not going to waste my time or my energy. Like it's like, and it's like you said, it's toxic. You literally poison yourself because that one little incident just poisoned your whole day, you know? Yeah. And, and as a lead and, a, and then if you're like a team, like it's like when I, when I started working at a, at a we were, man, we worked at this bar like two years ago. It was rough as fuck. Like literally, like five, six, seven fights a night. Like all the thugs, everything, man. And they put up. They gave me a young guy named Chris, mm-hmm. and he was like eighteen years old. Like never. Like he worked security, but at the mall, so it was no big deal. He played football and everything. So I told him, "Hey, Chris, I'm gonna tell you one thing, man. If you fuck up, we both fuck up. Mm-hmm. But mm-hmm. if you're gonna fuck up, I'm gonna still back you up. Mm-hmm. But if, if, like, say, like." If you do something wrong, we're going to do it wrong together, man. I'm yeah. just telling you that. If you're going to get a fight, I'm going to have your back. Yeah. Even if you fucked it up and it's something you started, I'm going to back you up. But it's going to be done together, man. Yeah. And you're like, that's the first thing you need to do. Like, I'm always going to listen to you first because you're mm-hmm. with me. Yes. Like, you're my you're my partner. Like, mm-hmm. fuck with anybody else. I'm going to ask, like, if customers are like, no, can I go? Like, I, wanna, I would, would always go to him. What happened? Yeah. Like, this is that. Like, or if he told me I know, okay, let's find out what happened. Yeah, but always know that I got your back, man. Like, yeah, and like, and if you have my back, and I have, yeah, and I go, and I expect you to have my back. So, dude, next thing you know, this kid fucking the the owner of the company, was like, dude, you trained that kid badass. What you how? What do you like? What steps are you telling him? I'll tell him if you fuck up, we both fuck up. You're like, yeah. what? You're like, mm-hmm. it's true, man. Like, mm-hmm. we have to realize that, like, hey, man, we, all we have is each other in that bar. Yeah. If shit hits the fan, like, hey, we fucked up, babe, but you know what? Let's handle it till we till we get it till yeah. the shit stops. Yeah. And they go, but then and they're like, really? I never thought about it. Like, it's true, man. Some people sometimes you just need to instill a little bit of direction and a little bit of confidence in a person. Mm-hmm. You know? Yeah. And that's like and, a transition uh, from like unhealthy competition, like when people are in the workplace, like trying to outdo each other, to like, hey, we're as a team. Yeah. To like healthy competition, be like, like, hey, let's yeah, exactly. we're in this together. I got your back, you got mine, and um, 
when we start competing for like maybe a higher position within the company or within the military, wherever you work, then it becomes yeah. more fun. And it's like, man, I want to be as, as good as you. You're better at me in these areas. Yeah. I'm better than you at these. But at the end of the day, like you said, like oh, when something goes wrong, like, responsibility falls on both of us. It's It changes like the whole dynamic. We were able to, yeah. When we were able to work out together, we would work out and we would do like uh, as many rounds as possible. And we'd go to like, and it was a healthy competition. We're like, you're like, mm-hmm. oh man, I'm gonna pass out. I'm gonna throw yeah. up. Hey, we throw up. You disqualify, bro, because nobody else is throwing up yet. You throw up, you're <laughs> tapped out. Throwing up uh, is like tapping out. No, 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 I can't throw up. I can't throw up. And going and going, man. So like, and it was, and that's what it's about, man. Like, you're not there for like to say, like I understand there's competition in sports that I'm better than everybody else. Mm-hmm. But I think it's better. Like, man, we are better than everybody else. Yes, hundred percent. My, my crew, my team is better than you. You know. Yes, that's exactly There's what so, I've. So much. It's, it's so much more fulfilling than just me myself. Yeah, that's if exactly. If you think about it, you do something right yourself. Who are you going to celebrate it with? Mm-hmm, I exactly. rather celebrate it with fifty other guys, and that's so much more fun than just you yep. yourself. Oh, exactly, hundred percent. That's exactly what me and my my buddy before he left out the army. We instilled in our soldiers and literally like I'll even say to this day, we have like the best battalion in our whole brigade. Like our, our section is just squared away because we instilled that mindset and team camaraderie uh, with, with, with them. And do they get along all the time? Fuck no. But you know, they're, they're in it, they're in it with each other. Like when they go out to the training environment, like it's them against the world and they, they know that they, if they don't have each other, they can't like rely on each other. Then the whole mission is going to fail. And it just yeah, makes ma- things imagine, so much smoother. Especially you guys, man. You go to war, you go to combat or anything, and you don't trust the guy next to you. Exactly. Imagine how horrifying is that, bro? Exactly. Like, exactly. Like, you know what I mean? Like, like so it's like I tell guys, like, and you know what? It's like you said, we won't always be in agreement with each other. Like, we'll fucking hate each other every now and then. Yeah. And, dude, I have buddies who are like, hey, no, okay, fuck that. That's not right. Like, mm-hmm. dude, but that's the right thing to do. No, I don't like it. It doesn't matter if you don't like it, man. That's what we're going to do. Yep. Everybody else says that that's what we're yep. going to do. No, no. Yep. Like, dude, you want to fight it out? We'll fight it out. And we yeah. fight, man. Like, we yeah. throw down. They're like, are you cool now? And you're like, yeah, but we're still doing the way we say we are. Okay, <laughs> okay. Sometimes yeah. that shit just has to happen. Yeah. You know what I mean? For sure. It's like I... dogs. Dogs, you can have fucking 10 dogs and they'll be acting cool. One mm-hmm. minute, the next thing you know, the next day, they're one's fighting all of them. Yeah, and then that's it. They fight that one day. They don't fight anymore. Yep. And it, yep, it, for sure. It's what it is, man. But How'd yeah, you... I think I think people. What? No, no. You keep going. Yeah, people don't understand that, man. The the group and pack mentality we have ingrained in our bodies and our brain, like, yeah. and it's like I understand there's introverts and all that. I'm I'm kind of I like being at home and stuff, mm-hmm. but I like being with a team too, you know. Mm-hmm. And trust me, I work at bars for myself, but I rather work with my friends, you know, or the people yeah. I trust. Mm-hmm. And and that dude, that's such like you said, man. And I can't even dude, that's fulfilling. I can't even imagine like your level when you have a battalion or a group of guys yeah. with you. Like and like that's amazing, man. Yeah, it's it's it makes it a lot more fun too. And especially when you're in these very stressful situations. But um yeah, for sure. I was going to ask you too, how did you, how did you, I know we talked about it last time, but how did you get into like the maces and kettlebells and all that? Uh, maces? Because you have some I gnarly seen... maces. Yeah. <laughs> They're badass. Uh, what's it called? Thanks, man. Yeah. The, I have the basic you can buy online. 
you, I, the first mace I ever bought, I bought it on Amazon. Yeah. And I bought it because I saw I saw this lady called Kelly, Kelly Mazone or mm-hmm. Manzone. Kelly Manzone. Her name is Kel Bells 88 on Instagram. And she was swinging the mace. I was like, dude, that's what's this? Like I yeah, like I I, I was trying, I was starting kettlebell stuff. I wasn't into mm-hmm. maces yet. I had a 30-pound kettlebell, so I was looking at like, okay, let me see on Instagram what people put. And she's one of the first ones that came out. And I was like, man, that's pretty and then like I I'm I'm a like I'm a traditionalist with a lot of things like like football like this it's supposed to be like this mm-hmm. weightlifting okay uh, it's this like I don't like believe like oh I'm gonna do this because it activates that no man just yeah, yeah, one yeah. bench and deadlift and you're okay I'm mm-hmm. that guy so there was a lot of dudes doing juggling kettlebells like man nah, I don't like that shit like it's <laughs> I don't don't see the benefit like. I understand the benefit, but I don't mm-hmm. see it how it applied, how I would like it. So this lady, she was traditional as fuck, man. She would do kettlebell swings, presses stuff, and she was she, it's this female, man, and she's strong as, and she's jacked, bro. Yeah, She's like, I don't know how tall she is, but she she's athletic looking. She looks strong. She swings a 100-pound kettlebell. Like, like dude, I'm going to start doing that shit. So next thing you know, I, I went to what's it called? YouTube? And I put steel maces, and the first guy that comes out is Rick Brown. Mm-hmm. And Rick Brown is like the godfather of mace swinging in the United States. Mm-hmm. Like, which I got the honor of being certified by him in That's October. That's what's up. So that was fucking, yeah, that was fucking cool as fuck, man. That was like, like full circle, that you know? Yeah. So I saw him, and he was like, this is mace swinging. I'm like, okay, that's what I like. So yeah. I started, and my first mace swing sucked dick, man. Like, it took, it takes a while, man, because... Like, literally, shoulder, everybody says, oh, swinging the mace must be horrible for a rotator cuff. It's actually really good for your rotator cuff. Mm-hmm. Like, the, at first, I would tell people, like, look, man, raise your arm. And most people raise their arm, and their arm's still kind of forward. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, your arm is supposed, your armpit is supposed to be behind your ear. Mm-hmm. You're like, really? Or like, yeah, man, that's a good shoulder. If your shoulder mm-hmm. can do that, mm-hmm. you can you can do it better. You're like, really? Or like, yeah. Or like, mm-hmm. I didn't know that. Or like, yeah, man, that's when you know you have a really fucking healthy shoulder. Mm-hmm. And he's like, oh, okay. And that guy, Rick Brown, was he showed all the videos and oh, you need to look at this, you need to look at that. Dude, so I started swinging the mace, and it's just like I would do it. Uh, what's it called? Uh, occasionally, I would do it all the time. I would add it like a part of my routine. Mm-hmm. Hold on one second. I think I, I think I, I lost some of the audio. Can you hear me? Okay, now I got you. There we go. There we go. Yeah. Okay. What when were you saying? COVID, when this whole COVID thing happened. Can you hear me? Yeah, I can hear you. Okay. I don't know. Something sounds weird. When this whole COVID thing happened. I was like, man, I can't go to the gym. Mm-hmm. So I start, so I started swinging the mace, like mm-hmm. all the time. Mm-hmm. Hold on, man. I think my headphones are dying. It's all good. Can you hear me? Yeah, I can hear you. 
Hello? Yeah, can you hear me? Yeah, I can't hear you. Oh, no. Um, let me see. Okay, now I can. You can hear me? Sorry, my headphones died. No, that's yeah, all I can good. Hear you now my headphones died. It's all good. Uh, what's it called? Well, going back to like I said, when COVID happened, I was like, man, or you know what? Work got real slow. Yeah. During the holidays, since mm-hmm. I don't since I worked at a school, they have like days off, and I don't get paid for that and shit. I like, you know what? I'm gonna cancel my my gym membership, and then my mother in law being sick, so like, just mm-hmm. to like be smart with money and so forth, and uh. I was like, I'm going to, so you know what? I have a kettlebell in my mace. I'm just going to do that shit every day. Mm-hmm. So I started doing it, man. And like, and I knew I was doing it wrong, but then like, I'm, I'm, I've always been like a, I like to learn a lot. So I, mm-hmm. I would always like, you know what? I'm going to do this video, study this guy. Little by little till the day, Rick Brown actually reached out, man, you're doing a great job. Mm-hmm. Keep it up. Thank you very much. He goes, look, man, do this, this and that. Okay. They're like, dude, you're getting better. Mm-hmm. So he goes, you know what, man? If if I'm ever in Texas, I'm gonna certify you. Mm. Like, you're gonna come and you're gonna be, you're gonna train with me. And we're gonna help train people. Like, oh, that's awesome. He goes, come to California, man. I'll certify you. Get this mm-hmm. and that. So I went to California, man. He kicked my ass for like two, three hours. It was a bitch, and but he showed me a bunch of stuff. So now, like, he always said that my May swinging is really good. Like. And he just likes the fact that one, he says, I like the fact that you're consistent. Mm-hmm. Like you're every day you're trying to get better. And he goes, secondly, I like the fact that you're trying to show other people how to do it. He goes, mm-hmm. another fact is like, you're the big dude that lost weight by swinging a mace and working out like this. You know what mm-hmm. I mean? He goes, he goes, swinging a mace is good for big guys because we can't always run and jump and like mm-hmm. stuff like that. So like if you, from steady state cardio that's great you know because mm-hmm. you can just grab a really light mace, just swing it for time and that'll kick your ass man yeah so he was like and that and, and you will reach out a greater group of people because you speak spanish mm. he goes you'll have a ton of people reach out. Oh, you speak spanish hey can you give me a class so he goes and he just like man i had never been to california it was badass mm-hmm. i got certified and just man, like, the kettlebells I never really had anybody teach me, mm-hmm. but I was wa- like everybody. I would watch the best guys, and I was like, okay, that's how it's done, and mm-hmm. just learn on my own. And then when I went to go to California, I had also a chance with Eric Doyle from uh, Long Beach Kettlebell Club. Mm-hmm. He's a great fucking coach, great coach, along with Rick. They're super great coaches. And uh, Eric was like, dude, do this, this. He goes, no, man, you do it right. Yeah, he, Eric kicked my ass too because I wanted to learn how to swing the Bulgarian bag and how to do workouts with the Bulgarian bag, and that's no joke, man. If you, especially for military guys, man. Yeah, like a Bulgarian bag workout is so fucking good, man, because it's, it's a, it's a, it's a device created by Bulgarian wrestlers. Mm-hmm. It's so it's supposed to it's supposed to mock like if it's a lamb mm. or a calf. Okay, oh, sorry, and but if you tell them it's a lamb, they'll get insulted. It's supposed to be a calf, like a cow. Yeah. Yeah, because like lamb is too small. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So <laughs> literally, like you throw your shoulder, toss it, like swing it. Mm-hmm. And dude, you people mm-hmm. do this for thousands of reps, man. And like yeah. I do like a hundred reps, and I'm like, ah, I don't know how those fucking guys do it. But dude, if you go to any YouTube channel, especially like the Suplace, mm-hmm. S-U-P-L-E, Suplace, 
They're mm-hmm. like the, the ones that make the best back. They do workout crazy workouts, and those will condition. And Eric Doyle taught me all that, man. Like, there's and Eric Doyle's going to come out with a fucking sick mace this coming year, man. So that's another thing for people to look out. Like, he has he makes a water filled mace. Mm-hmm. Water filled like, mace. I have a yeah, it's a big black globe that I'm holding a mace. I think so. Yeah, and that big black. And that one, you pour water, dude. So when you swing it, it literally so the weight stop, shifts. It's just like, oh, geez, yeah. Wow. So it changes. So, yeah, it's it feels so fucking. It's like how there's I a little bit of balance in there, that. almost. You have to have balance. Yeah. Oh yeah. There's yeah, there's this one kettlebell like exercise I do that I, I show people all the time. I used to carry my kettlebell around everywhere with me. I, I'll still do it occasionally, yeah. but like if you grab it, like I wish I had them on near me, but like you grab it like that and it's hanging and you swing it up yeah. and then you bring it up to where the kettlebell oh, yeah. is like there a bottom and, up. A bottom and then up. go like that and it's like yeah. it, it's a whole different aspect to lifting doing that whole exercise because it's you're yeah. focusing all yeah, your all the, in the balance it's, so it's i like can I only imagine people, with the water in there yep yeah I tell, I tell people if you can't grip something or hold it with your hand you're not going to be able to lift it mm-hmm. it's simple mm-hmm. If your grip sucks, your strength sucks. Mm-hmm. So yeah, that dude. People do Turkish get-ups with a bottom. Yes. Belt. Like they'll yes. hold it up like that. That's fucking insane. That's craziness. I can't even. I can barely do it with a kettlebell. These guys are doing it like bottoms up. Yeah. That's insane because yeah. it, it. The Turkish get-ups is a good one. That's oh a, man, Turkish. I do have. I do Turkish. I can do it up to my knee, mm-hmm. but like I have, like I'm not coordinated enough to go back down and do. It the other way you know what i mean it's a good like i think it's it's, because i played sports and you know how sports you're supposed to move forward all the time yeah like literally i have my brain can't (laughs) okay go backwards like you know what i mean like it just doesn't click man like okay i need to go back down like oh fuck so i just do it half or go up to my knee Mm -hmm. and stand up Mm -hmm. but it's yeah turkish get-ups man if you do anything turkish get-ups you're good for life Mm -hmm. you do turkish get every day you'll be all right (laughs) Yeah, it's a different aspect to like like we we're talking about earlier about just like lifting like a a bar yeah. up and down or doing a any kind of lift. Yeah. But like it's but it, it's a functional strength is a whole another mesh of things that helps so fucking much. I can't express that enough. Yeah, it's like I tell people like how often are you gonna stand still and push something with both hands? Exactly. Never. And I, and that's like, exactly why you push the, something with one hand. You might have to get up off the ground pushing something up. Yeah, like shit like that. Mm-hmm. That's what people don't understand. The move being functional and being able to lift something while doing a functional movement. Yeah, it's like uh, what's that guy? The T Mac, the guy that's a ex ex marine. The guy with the is like a yeah. goatee. And he's yeah. like he's like field notes, <laughs> or he's like do it habitually. <laughs> yeah, that guy. Yeah. he talks about like everybody works in the transverse and vertical plane. Like that's, yes. we go straight or to the sides. Nobody works the sagittal plane. Yes. So he talks a lot about yeah. swinging stuff sideways and the kettlebell and mace and the Bulgarian bag. I'm doing sagittal plane mm-hmm. twisting. And when you're a military, you're a athlete. If you're a police officer, you're a fireman, mm-hmm. everything yep. you do, you're going to chop an axe. You're going to twist the exactly. person. You're going to somebody down. You have to learn how to, how to be able to move sagittally. And people don't realize exactly. that's where people, that's where people start getting hurt with like, oh, a groin pull or, Mm. Oh my low back! Mm-hmm. Yeah, because you're not twisting. Like, 
people don't yeah. understand how, how vital and how important it is to be able to move sideways or savagely. For sure. I was just, and that's exactly why uh, the military, well, the army is switching to, it's called the um, army combat fitness test. Because yeah. our original one, our original um, army fitness test was where you did push-ups for two minutes, sit-ups for two minutes, and you ran yeah. two miles. Now it's, you do a deadlift, you do these litter carries where you, you carry, it's called a sprint drag carry, you sprint down, and then you sprint back, you grab two kettlebells, you run them back, and then yeah. you do a, you sprint again, then drag a litter, and then you have what's called the um, the leg tuck, where like you pull up to a pull yeah. bar, and you have to tuck your knees in, yeah. and you have a two-mile run still, and then this hand-release push-up where you you go down and you go like this. So it's like they're really oh, yeah. trying to like get the aspect like of functional strength incorporated yeah, real into every soldier. In real life. Mm -hmm. It's like I tell everybody, like everybody like, oh man, I need to do core and like do some Turkish get up. No, that does, mm -hmm. like, do you think sit-ups work your abs? Sit-ups yeah. don't work your abs. It just, yeah. You're just like, ruining your back. Like mm -hmm. planks and like, Turkish get-ups and I go, and he goes, you want to fucking have a badass upper back and a badass grip and a badass yeah. stomach and everything? Fucking farmers carry all day long, man. Mm -hmm. You can fucking farmer carry anything. You'll be good, man. Mm -hmm. He goes, why do you think all these rancher guys are so strong? Because they carry mm -hmm. shit all day long. Mm -hmm. Like, like, I was going to say, I love farmers. Sorry. I like farmers carries with one hand, though. Yeah. Yeah, I think it's, it, it's so much more beneficial than doing both hands at the same time. Mm -hmm. because you have to like stabilize because you want to get bent to one side mm -hmm. so with one like when you only have one kettlebell on one side you actually have to straighten yourself out so it's actually yeah. working more yeah. than when you're carrying kettlebells and i think but we I had talked about this. yeah and i think we had talked about this too like yoga and like stretching i know david goggins is like super serious about his stretching like he takes yeah, it man. He's very like serious three hours because that plays into fun uh being functional as well like being yeah. able to stretch and and stuff like that because then if you don't if you're not limber and stuff like that then you really can't lift the weight yeah man truly. I, I i don't like to stretch out before i work out mm -hmm. but i stretch out back. Mm -hmm. yeah it has to be done it's like a it's 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 not one or the other it's hand yeah, in hand man. yeah if, if a muscle can be pliable or mobile or even a joint that's like you're looking for injury man you know what i mean yeah for sure and I, and I think I think that was one of my biggest mistakes at the beginning, that I would never stretch. Like I would stretch, but like just my quads and my shoulders, and that's it. Yeah, yeah. Now sure. I sit down, and I fucking put, I lay down on my back, like a cross my ankle across my leg, pull my knee up, stretch on my back, mm. twist, hold it to yep. the side, like sure, like. And they were like, "Why do you stretch like that?" I'm like, man. When you're like 50, 60 year old, like 70 years old, are you going to be able to wipe your ass if you yeah. can't twist? Like, yeah. Like, people don't think about shit like that. Yeah, exactly. And my brother-in-law my brother lost an RN. He goes like, yeah, man, that's one of the things they teach older older people. They need a twist yeah. so they can be able to do stuff. He goes, because if they don't twist, they're going to turn. They're going to fracture or hurt something since they're older. Yep. Like, see, man, like, it's so important just to be able to, like, even touching your toes, man, you'd be surprised. Yeah. I know guys that are... Jack, bro, and they can't even mm. touch their toes. Yeah, they tell me how the fuck you touch your toes. I'm like, like stretch, like yeah, you know what I mean? Like, yeah, funny man. Like, yeah, you would have never thought like that's like an ass. Like, there's so many people that discredit it, but it's such an important aspect of the whole equation. Like I said, it's like you know, you know touching what? your when toes. Yeah, when I was in college, 
like the fitness test. You know what a fitness test was when I was like for uh for, when I was in college, the fitness test they gave us, they would make us do a hang, like we mm-hmm. grab a bar and just yeah, you know, like a, for time. Yeah. And then you do a stretch to a box and they would measure how far you could touch your past your toes. Mm-hmm. Like they would and then they would measure like we would do like a, a cadence uh squat to a to a to like a chair. Yeah. But it was at a it was with a metronome, like tick, mm-hmm. tick, tick. Mm. Or, in, or and then they would make us do it with a step up to a cadence also with a short mm. box. Mm-hmm. And dude, that, that's a fucking great fitness test yeah and you can get gassed out on it too or eh? you can get gassed out on on doing stuff like that too like there's been times i've done yoga and i'm just like holy shit (laughs) like i feel like i just got a full body workout (laughs) and this and she this lady was an older coach and she would make us she was this is the first time i got introduced to the hindi style push-up yeah she would make do those kind of push-ups instead of regular push-ups he goes those Mm -hmm. are way harder than the regular push-ups yeah do those Stick your butt up in the air. Remember, they told don't stick your butt up in the air. It's no good mm-hmm. for you. Dude, push up with your ass straight up in the air is fucking hard yeah. compared to a regular. Yeah, especially when you get like like into a few reps of it, you're like, holy shit. Yeah, because <laughs> yeah, it's, sure. it's you're you're at a different plane. Instead of being straight, you're like you're mm-hmm. you're caught at a weird angle. Mm-hmm. That, well, well, some people would say you have to learn how to breathe in positions you're not always able to breathe. Yeah. So if you're bent over, you yeah. have to learn how to breathe bent over. If you're squatted down, you have to learn how to be squatting, breathe while you're squatting, so yep. forth. So yeah, man, that fitness test when I was in college, they were fucking hard, man. Yeah. But yeah. they incorporate everything: strength, flexibility, aerobic, everything, man. You know. Yeah, for sure. I know. I know you have work here in a little bit. You still have a little bit more time. Yeah. All yeah, right. I got that. Got you. Cool. You want to um, you want to switch gears for a second and talk a little bit about your yeah. tattoos because like that's that's another one of the big things I was fascinated by and you're telling me a little bit about that because you're like fucking covered and the story yeah, you tell me my, about where'd you go New York or you went uh, somewhere and you got t- tattooed by three guys all at once. Oh, well, the that, thing that's is, that's a gnarly I, story. I, I want to I gotta hear I it again. I get I didn't get tattooed until I was thirty, man. Mm-hmm. And the first tattoo I got was that flower like right there. Mm-hmm. And I had always wanted a Japanese bodysuit. Ever since mm-hmm. I was a kid, I watched a fucking samurai movie. Like, I want that shit. Mm-hmm. And I would read books and everything, but here in Laredo, there's nobody that would do that. Yeah. And they would tell me, no, you need to get like this, like gangster. Like, nah, fuck that. So one day, <laughs> one of my closest friends, his name's Tony, his sister, they lived in Puerto Rico for, for like five years. Mm-hmm. And she married as a tattoo artist. Mm-hmm. And when he came down, I, he told like he did the tattoo and like, hey man, what do you want to get? So what 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 are your plans about getting tattoos? I'm like, you want me to be serious, man? I want a Japanese bodysuit. He goes, are you serious? You're like, yeah. I always wanted to do one, man, but nobody likes Japanese here in Laredo. I'm like, I want it, dude. Mm-hmm. So we're like, dude, I'm gonna fuck light you up, like do everything. Just tell me what you want. We'll plan it out, dude. So then we just started. I he like work at the shop with me like that. So mm-hmm. I would, while I was going to college, I would work at the tattoo shop. Mm-hmm. They'd be like, hey, man, I have two free hours. Come on, let's go do something. He would just work on me and work on me. So one day he was like, so you want me to leave the, the gap open, like the traditional Japanese bodysuits? I was like, nah, man. He was like, what, what do you want? He was like, I want to cover everything. He was like, really? Yeah. He goes, look, I read this book, and it says this. The Japanese bosses tattoo their, ne- their chest. Yeah. Like Japanese bodysuit, the middle is supposed to be the river of your soul. Yeah. Right? 
Well, mm-hmm. the bosses cover it so mm-hmm. they can say, I have no soul. Like, that's I don't crazy. give a fuck. If I, like, yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, it, it that's like literally means, like, I don't give a fuck if I die. I don't give, like, yeah. I'm going to do whatever I have. Like, you know what I mean? Yeah. He was like, dude, that's bad. Do it. So, like, what are you going to get in your stomach? He was like, he was like, bro, I know the perfect tattoo for your stomach. He was like, what? Get a food on me. Or like, why? He goes, he's, they call him the immovable one way. Like, yeah. Yeah. So perfect. We knocked it. He goes, like, you help your, it says that there's a rope that he pulls people to salvation. You help people all the time. And yeah. then his, like, it's like, tell people, don't be stupid. Don't be ignorant. He goes, his flames destroy ignorance. Yeah. Perfect. Let's do it. He goes, so we got an outline, got the main character done. He goes, yo, like a few weeks later, man, it's going to take me like six, like four sessions just to do all the orange in your stomach. Mm-hmm. I'm like, ah, oh, man, that's going to suck. Yeah. He goes, but you know what? Here, his wife was tattooed also. He had another artist that worked for him. They were like, hey, man, but if we, if you think you can take three guys at once? They're like, I don't know, man. He goes, <laughs> oh, shit. We'll probably be done. Like, we'll probably be done like in, in like 45 minutes, man, an hour. Like literally. Because oh. it's three. Fuck it, man. Let's oh. try it. Do it. Fuck ass so bad. Yeah. But I fucking do a shitload of sessions. You know what I mean? Yeah. That was, yeah, that was pain, man. That, was, that sucked. Yeah. Yeah. So I, had I, just had, I just had my uh, stomach touched up and that was rough. And I was like, I wish I would have just got this done all at the, the first go. So. Yeah. Oh, oh, the older man. I get, the tattoos I want to get, bro. Yeah. Yeah, and then when I got my, cause I got my my front done first, and when I got my back done, Marcus was like, "What do you want to get back?" I was like, "I want the uh, Quintaro, man, the ten, uh, symbol of tenacity and strength. Perfect." And then he, Marcus would consult with a buddy of his, that the guy that taught Marcus how to. Marcus taught this guy how to tattoo, mm-hmm. but this guy taught Marcus how to do Japanese because this guy. He was from Brazil, and Brazil is very Japanese. A lot of yeah. people have a lot of Japanese people there. So, and they got taught. And he, this guy, Rodrigo, he lives in New York, and he has a fucking huge-ass shop. His name's Rodrigo Melo. He has a huge shop, like, highly regarded artist out of New York City. He's originally from Brazil and Puerto Rico. And Rodrigo like, what are you going to do, man? Like, I'm going to do a tattoo on Big Block, man. They're like, what are you gonna do? I want like, his his whole back, like top to the back of his knees. They're like, yo, tell him to pay for my plane ticket. And I'll fucking go tattoo him for free. Oh shit! Like, like, yeah, man, yeah, man, because this is like, it's some. You're a big dude, dude. So like, like I'm gonna say I did that shit. Yeah. So this guy that we we got his ticket flew down. We fucking I I told him man, he was like, no man, I got you, bro. Don't worry. Like this is a fucking honor to do this shit. So. I fucking fed him everything, right? Did all this yeah. shit. And he was like, so for uh, two days in a row, the first day was seven hours. The second day was uh, oh, four man. hours. Oh, Saturday, Sunday, fucking just... naked with a sock over my dick and balls. Uh... <laughs> and just <laughs> went at Like, it sucked. And these two, my artist has a super heavy hand, bro. Like, uh... Like you hear the machine boom, and when he sticks it to make a line, uh, don't hear it anymore. And Ugh. and then he, they're super fast, so it like they pound it. And the, the good thing is, I don't have to retouch it. You know what I mean? Yeah. But they fucking beat me fucking hard. Mm-hmm. Like the first day, the outline and the thick lines and all that, and the black of the fit. The other day was just red and stuff like that. 
Oh, it was horrible, man. It, that shit sucked. But hey, when if you want to get something done, get, get it done, right? Yeah, for sure. I think you said something about like that life is was, pain or something. Super hard. What'd you oh say yeah, about? life is pain, bro. Yeah. It, 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 what is it? The, even the prettiest flowers grow from shit. So you have yeah. to fucking go through something <laughs> to get something nice. Yeah, for sure. What's what's the, like? Where, where's the roughest spot? Like, like, I know the stomach is pretty rough, but I want to get ribs, and I hear always hear ribs is the. Sh- my the ribs hurt, man. I'm not gonna say. I'm not gonna say it didn't hurt. Uh, I'm I'm a bigger guy, so I have a little bit more cushion, so my ribs weren't bad. Mm-hmm. There's spots that suck, mm-hmm. but. It's like I had a weird spot on my top of my back that hurt a lot. And it was mm. just a little corner. I don't know why. Mm-hmm. Uh, the inside, My inside of my belly button's colored in. So that shit sucked. Like, that was horrible, horrible. Yeah, I've heard different things about the belly button. I've heard some people say they can't feel anything. And then other people are like, it was no, the worst. I think, yeah. I think it's easier on women. Because, mm-hmm. like, literally, bro, when my belly button was getting tattooed, I could feel it on my balls. Like, you know uh, what I mean? Uh, I can get hurt yeah. out there, you know? Yeah. yeah. So... When I got my knee done, it was fucking horrible. My mm-hmm. knee, when they colored it in my knee, horrible, horrible, yeah. horrible. It's on that bone, right? Like, that's that's when, what it is. When you know, I think it gets worse when it's around the knee, like yeah. the tendons and all that. I think yeah. I think tattoos hurt. The needle hurts most on tendons than it does on muscle or bone. Mm. Like to me, when the tendons, it fucking kills me. And mm-hmm. the, I think the worst spot, man, was like my bodysuit goes down my butt. The mm-hmm. crease where your butt and your thigh and thigh, the hamstring meet, that's mm-hmm. fucking horrible. Mm. I feel like they're burning out on me, bro. Yeah. Yeah, that's not, that's not a good spot. Yeah. Well, you know, if you want it, fuck like, it. I tapped out that one with <laughs> a flower that I haven't colored in. I'm like, yo, bro, when I finish everything, we'll do that one at the very end. Uh, <laughs> that's like a coup de gras. We'll fucking wait till the very end. Hell yeah. Fuck that. Yeah, man, yeah. that shit sucked, bro. Like, like, a lot of them, don't get me wrong, all of the tattoos hurt. Forearm. Mm-hmm. My artist is the kind of artist is if possible he'll do eight hour session he doesn't give a shit. Mm-hmm. But some of some of them like I got tattoos or like like my elbow like everybody complains about the elbow my elbow didn't hurt at mm-hmm. all. My mm-hmm. chest my collarbone didn't hurt like under my arm it didn't hurt the middle of my chest did suck. Mm-hmm. Like or like the like the space like above by your diaphragm between your stomach and your chest that little mm-hmm. gap that. But mm-hmm. other than that, like, you know what sucked too? My artist, when he's doing my wrist to do the fake line, like with a cloud, mm-hmm. he wouldn't need, he wouldn't use a, like a liner. He would use a, a shovel, like a 15 line, the 15 yeah. liner, a 15 shader. He would turn it sideways. So he'd go like this with it instead of just shading. Yeah. And that felt ugly because it felt like you were fucking getting your wrist cut. <laughs> like, little things like But But it's like I tell everybody. I'd rather get tattooed by big need by big shovel type shaders yeah. than a needle. Yeah. Because Marcus used like a 33 needle show. Like it was huge, man, mm-hmm. to cover mm-hmm. as much space as possible. And that was that, yeah, that wasn't so bad. That yeah, was, when when I did my stomach, he uh, my artist, he couldn't get it with like the shovel. And so he single needled the whole thing. Uh, that was like that's what I think was like killing me the most. Cause yeah, like at first, like I was like, oh, this is good. It hurts a lot more than any other tattoo I've had, but I'll be all right. And then once he switched to single needle, I was like, nah. <laughs> and and it's like no. I tell people, like, what do you do so it won't hurt? Like it's gonna hurt no matter what. Yeah, you, like, you're not getting like, I tell them, I tell them you just gotta let it hurt, man. Yeah, like, that's it's like for real. It's like it's like if you're running or doing something working out, 
It's yeah. gonna hurt, but you have to keep going, right? Like yeah, exactly. Before, like, just let it hurt. Just take it. Like just go in another place or whatever. Like I would rather people not talk to me when I was getting tattooed. Yeah. I would just lay down, and just chill, man. Like yeah. okay, go, man. Just go. Yep. Yep. Hell yeah. That's I'm the same way. That's the only way I can explain it, man. Like everybody will say, no, it doesn't hurt. Like bullshit. <laughs> yeah. Fuck you. Anybody that says that's like, lying. <laughs> don't hurt. Stupid. I like I don't believe that at all. Well, I know I know you got to get going because you have work here yeah. here pretty soon. But um, before you go, do you want to tell um, tell anybody listening and stuff um, like where they can find you and look you up and stuff like that? And I'll leave links in the show notes to all your yeah. stuff as well. Uh, uh, Facebook and Blocker Gonzalez, but I have a page called the Texas Mace Giant at the Texas Mace Giant. Mm-hmm. Uh, I have a YouTube channel called Block Texas Mace Giant as well, mm-hmm. and on you can follow me on TikTok. Texas Mace Giant as well, and on on the IG is where I'm usually most active at. On IG is a uh, at bigblocker.com. Oh yeah, bigblock G. That's that's where I'm always at. Usually IG is where I post most of my stuff. Hell yeah, and that's where I meet the most people too. So that's why I like to use it the most. Yeah. Well, IG's I... pretty cool. Touches more. Get you know how Facebook stays within your area. Yeah, yeah, yeah. IG like. So I kind of stick to the IG more than Facebook. Hell yeah. Well, hey, man. That's where I, I got to, say, that's say where that I got to Chris Bell and everybody all yeah. through Instagram. Yeah. Well, I, I, I appreciate it, Block. It's, it's been no, fun. No, I appreciate it, brother. I'm, anytime. Yeah, we'll have, to, we'll have to do this again sometime later down the road. Oh, of course. Catch up and stay I'm in touch. Anytime, well, hey, man, Bye, I appreciate you. You take care. Have a good one. Thank you. Likewise. Wow, 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 and wow. Hey, guys, that's that's it. That's all we got. Um, you guys can um, follow Big Block on... Da, 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 give me just a second. Let me pull it up. He gave me a bunch of good info, which I will leave in the show notes. You can follow him on his Instagram, um, Big Block. Uh, da, 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 da. Hold on one second, folks. It'll all be in the show notes, so no big deal. But yeah, Big Block G A M C. So that's Big Block G A M C. You can follow him on IG, and he's on Facebook at Walk with the Block, um, and his TikTok Block G A M C ten. And um, I'll leave a lot of other links in the show notes to um, people he's. Um, worked with and uh, whatnot so you guys can get involved in everything he's doing and everyone he's been involved with and stuff but hey thanks for tuning in guys what an awesome show really enjoyed talking to the gentleman um we will keep this thing rolling and as always um this is all brought to you by um evian no i'm just kidding i love evian though i think i've mentioned that in the show before evian is the superior water in case you're wondering but um no, all this is made possible um, by PBS Kids. No, I'm just kidding. Um, that's not true either. Um, I don't even watch PBS anymore. It's uh, all made possible through a team of people that have been um, helping me along the way. It's nothing to do with me. I just sit here and ramble on and talk. It's um, A lot of it's my buddy, Sean Miller. He's done a lot of the uh, visual stuff, and I'll leave links to him in the show notes. All the artwork and stuff you see is his truly, Mr. Sean Miller. Great guy, phenomenal human being. Um, 
we're going to do Kwanzaa cast with him. I'm super excited. Him and a couple other buddies, we're going to sit down and we're going to goof off. And I don't even know what to expect, to be honest. I'm a little terrified, but it's going to be insane. And you're going to get to listen to that. And it's it's going to be nuts. Um, yeah, him and, uh, oh, I don't want to forget. Don't let me forget, guys. Miss Kelly Brandon. Kelly, I love you so much if you're listening to this you're awesome you're a great friend and a great foster parent and uh she has this charity folks that you guys if you're looking for something to get involved with charity wise you should go check out her stuff which i'll leave a link in the show notes to as well grace within me um doing a lot of good stuff for homeless um people out of the dfw area and foster children out of the dfw area panther city baby yep that's it that's it we're out folks hey Welcome back and stay tuned.